Chicken Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 637. Hey, what is that? Video game or something? <laughs> no, it's actually the vocal part of the mating display of the male greater sage grouse, the bird species of the American West that can't seem to catch a break, what with its population having fallen from several million to maybe 500,000 now. Still a lot of birds, but that's a big decline. The Greater Sage Grouse Conservation Plan, finalized in 2015, was lauded as one of the most comprehensive conservation efforts in U.S. history. Then Interior Director Sally Jewell described it as a truly historic moment, one that represents extraordinary collaboration across the American West. Given that effort and an evaluation of the bird's population status, the Fish and Wildlife Service decided not to list the greater sage-grouse as threatened or endangered, and most conservation groups saw that as a good thing. But just this month, a task force commissioned by new Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke came back with a list of recommendations that could relax rules related to the sage-grouse around mineral leasing areas and allow for more flexibility in grazing management. Conservation groups are blasting the new management plan, saying that's a sign that the Trump administration can't say no to mining and petroleum companies. The American Bird Conservancy's Steve Holmer says weakening these plans puts the grouse at grave risk of further population declines. But Secretary Zinke has ordered his agencies to begin implementing the recommendations immediately. Henry David Thoreau, the 200th anniversary of whose birth we celebrated just recently, is one of our inspirations here at Talking Birds. He famously said, What is the use of a house if you haven't got a habitable planet to put it on? Well, it seems that our planet is heading rapidly toward a condition where habitability looks like less and less of a sure thing. And the following recent news would seem to bolster that point. It's a new report compiled by scientists from 13 federal agencies that concludes that Americans are feeling the effects of climate change right now. Among the reports, other conclusions are these. Every corner of the United States is being affected by climate change. In the U.S., the report finds that with what it calls very high confidence that extreme cold waves are less common since the 1980s, while extreme heat waves are more common. The report says that surface, air, and ground temperatures in Alaska and the Arctic are warming at what they describe as a frighteningly fast rate, twice as fast as the global average, and that, quote, it is very likely that the accelerated rate of Arctic warming will have a significant consequence for the United States due to accelerating land and sea ice melting that is driving changes in the ocean, including sea level rise threatening our coastal communities. 
And it goes on to say that it is extremely likely that more than half of the global mean temperature increase since 1951 can be linked to human influence. The Environmental Protection Agency is one of the agencies that must approve the report by today, August 13th. The agency's administrator, Scott Pruitt, has said he does not believe that carbon dioxide is a primary contributor to global warming. Okay, back to birds in a more feel-good kind of way, because you're probably asking yourself, what's the secret to creating a successful California winery? Great climate? Sure. Great soil? No doubt. Great vintners? Of course. Anything else? Yeah, this. Whoa. Well, there's a sound that would send anybody running to grab an adult beverage. It's the sound of a barn owl, B-A-R-N, that is, Tito Alba. But what's a barn owl got to do with California wineries? Well, rodents like to eat grapevines, apparently, and barn owls like to eat rodents. And they do, and many Napa Valley wineries are having success controlling rodents by putting up nest boxes to establish barn owl populations while reducing or eliminating the use of poisons to control critters. Researcher Sarah Cross from the University of California, Davis, says that more than 99% of prey items in barn owls' diets on the farms that she studied were agricultural pests, mice, voles, and pocket gophers. As wildlife biologist Carrie Wint, who watches over the process in 65 Napa Valley vineyards, says... When it comes to winemaking, owls are part of the whole process because they are rodent-devouring machines. And they are really scary, too. By the way, we'll have some more good rodent talk with Mike O'Connor a little bit later on on this morning's show. A couple of years ago, we had the great pleasure of visiting and originating our show from the Patuxent National Wildlife Refuge in Laurel, Maryland. While we were there, we got to see some of the spectacular whooping cranes that the center has worked with for a number of years as part of the effort to save the species and reestablish its historical migration patterns. Well, there's some sad news about that work for our friends at Patuxent, whose research is likely to suffer drastic budget cuts in the ongoing federal budget tug-of-war. One of the victims of those cuts will be their whooping crane propagation program, which over the years has produced hundreds of captive breeding crane eggs and young. Last summer, the associated Whooping Crane Eastern Partnership developed a five-year plan to use these captive hatched chicks to boost the experimental whooping crane population in Wisconsin. Nevertheless, according to our friends at the Birding Community eBulletin, the Whooping Crane Propagation Program at Patuxent will close in fiscal year 2018, and the approximately 75 cranes will be moved to other institutions. Those in charge of Patuxent say that there likely will be a disruption of reproduction in those birds for the 2018 season and beyond, and it may slow the rate of production of chicks for reintroduction, or reintroduction of whooping cranes, at least temporarily. The e-bulletin concludes, One has to wonder how this original Endangered Species Act flagship effort, once ended, will be able to effectively continue to advance the cause of crane conservation. 
Okay, speaking of cranes, let's get some good news for crane lovers through a festival in Colorado, along with some info for young birders about a conference in Indiana and a report for bird-loving Android and iPhone users from the folks at eBird. All courtesy of our Charlotte Wesselick. She's joining us now from Vermilion, Alberta, Canada, with a new installment of her Charlotte's weblog. Alberta bound, Alberta bound. It's good to be Alberta bound. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Ray. The fifth annual Indiana Young Birders Conference, organized by the Indiana Young Birders Club, is Saturday, August 19th in Indianapolis at the Cool Creek Park and Nature Center from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The keynote presentation will be on urban bird conservation along with many other talks and activities from youth presenters and program leaders. You can register for the conference at indianayoungbirders.org. If you're an Android eBird user, you now have the option to use GPS to track where you walk for your traveling counts. It automatically calculates the distance traveled and your time spent eBirding. A version for iOS is in the works and should be available shortly. You can find more information on eBird.org. The 6th Annual Yampa Valley Crane Festival in Steamboat Springs and Hayden, Colorado is slated for August 31st to September 3rd. The festival celebrates the migration of the greater sandhill cranes as they arrive in the Yampa Valley. The festival includes guided crane viewings, nature and bird walks, speakers, workshops, children's activities and live rafters. There is also a coloring contest for children and a photo contest too. Find more information at coloradocranes.net. That's all for this week, Ray. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Charlotte. Talking Birds listeners, be sure to check out Charlotte's blog at prairiebirder.com. By the way, you'll also find Charlotte as Prairie Birder on Facebook. Well, we have some other Indiana and Alberta connections this morning, thanks to new Talking Birds ambassadors, including Laura from South Bend, Indiana. She says, I enjoy the program so much, I want to share it with my bird-loving friends. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Cards will be heading your way very shortly. Thanks to Trevor Fletcher from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He says, love the podcast. My wife and I are birders here in Alberta. So far this year, we have seen 138 species of birds. Wow. Trevor sent us another note suggesting we might visit the birding hotline for Calgary. Thank you, Trevor. We will check that out. Thanks again for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And also joining our ambassadors program is our second Michigander in the past two weeks. She wishes to remain anonymous for on-air purposes. She says they don't have anything else like our show in her area, and she'll be telling her birding pals about talking birds. Thank you, Anonymous Ambassador from the great state of Michigan. And a very special thank you indeed to Kimber Koshik down in Pearland, Texas, hard by Houston, for joining our Ambassadors program. She bowled us over by saying, Your beautiful show is the highlight of my week. Wow. Tim, I think Kimber just made our week. here. Yeah. Thank you, Kimber, and thank you all Talking Birds listeners. Please consider representing your city, town, state, province, or country as a Talking Birds ambassador by letting us send some of our cards to you to hand out to your friends and associates to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. It's easy to do and easy to sign up for. Just click on the contact button 
at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option via the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And let me check. Yes, there is uh, there is no G in talking. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page uh, this week. From our You've Got to See This to Believe It department, we have a video of the truly amazing mating dance of the hooded grebe from Audubon.org. It is so wild you might not believe it even after you see it. Want to see the most beautiful bird in Jamaica? It's the black-billed streamer tail. We have a spectacular photo of it on our page, courtesy of the American Bird Conservancy and photographer Owen Deutsch. And our man Mike O'Connor explains why the female hummingbird so devoted to her hatchlings is so done with her offspring by the time they fledge. That's some of what we have for you on our Facebook page right now. You can also find those stories through an online search if you're not a Facebook follower. And certainly not uh, everybody is, right? Yeah. Our mystery bird contest is coming along a little bit later in the show. Here is the sound, uh, uh, first of all, of our mystery bird. This is a little preview of our contest. Our mystery bird is the largest member of its family, close to two feet in length. And with a, wig, a wing spread of three and a half to four feet, it's bluish-gray on the head, back, and upper wings with a dark cap and cheek patch and a white eyebrow stripe. Our bird feeds on squirrels and ground-dwelling birds, which it snatches from above, attacking through dense cover and sometimes chasing down its prey on the ground. It breeds in northern Canada and winters over much of the northern and western U.S. And it sounds kind of scary. That's our mystery bird preview. Get ready to call in when we uh, do the contest a little later. And by the way, uh, our prize today, another beautiful Droll Yankees feeder and another big bag of bird-friendly, shade-grown, delicious birds and beans coffee. Yeah, that's coming up there, too. Uh, That's our mystery bird contest. Uh, Let's see what else is uh, going on here. Oh, it's our mystery bird contest. And uh, wait a second. Did I, did I mention the other stuff that we're doing here? No, I didn't. There were, there's another thing here. A conservation salute of the week. We almost uh, almost missed this. While we're doing this salute, let's say hello to our Talking Birds ambassador in Greece, Evangelos Kassos in Karditsa, Thessaly. Hello, Evangelos. Because we're saluting a place in Greece today, it's the island community of Tilos which is about to become the first island in the Mediterranean powered entirely by wind and solar energy. Telos currently relies on oil-based electricity from neighboring coasts via a submarine cable whose vulnerability to faults means power cuts are frequent. By installing a single wind turbine and small photovoltaic park, Telos is creating a hybrid microgrid that will generate and store energy. Installation is underway, and an 18-month pilot program begins in September as part of a project largely funded by the European Commission. Eventually, Telos could export excess power to their neighboring island, and the goal is to roll out similar projects on other small islands in Europe. 
Meanwhile, the mayor of Tilos, Maria Kama, has extended an open invitation to refugee families to settle there and is planning to establish sheltered accommodation, language classes, and mentoring schemes to help asylum seekers set up organic farming businesses in partnership with locals. Setting an example for island and mainland municipalities everywhere, the island of Tilos gets today's Talking Birds conservation salute. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with that Mike O'Connor guy that we mentioned there in our Let's Ask Mike segment uh, as we return to the topic of rodents. Also this morning, we'll present our mystery bird contest. We'll give away another beautiful Droll Yankees bird feeder and that Birds and Beans coffee. And up next, a very small bird that makes a migratory journey that's almost beyond belief is today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Blackpole warblers are amazing birds. In fall migration, they cross big portions of North America heading east and then head south over the Atlantic flying non-stop for three straight days before reaching their South American wintering grounds. But we're focusing on another amazing tiny traveler as today's featured feathered friend, a six-inch long bird that even outdistances the black pole. The bird is the northern wheat ear. The male northern wheat ear in summer plumage has gray upper parts, a buff-colored throat, black wings, and a black face mask. The female is pale brown above and buff below with dark brown wings. And the name wheat ear has nothing to do with wheat or ears. It's said to derive from the old English words white and arse, referring to the bird's prominent white rump. The wheat ear was formerly classified as a member of the thrush family, but is now generally thought to be an old world flycatcher. The northern wheat ear offers a fascinating glimpse into bird migration history. It was found originally in Europe, but when northern ice sheets began receding about 20,000 years ago, northern wheat ears spread to North America. Incredibly though, despite the fact that they breed in Alaska and northern Canada, northern wheat ears don't winter anywhere in North America. They follow their ancestral migratory routes instead all the way to Africa. Northern Canada populations of the northern wheat ear fly across the North Atlantic and then down through Europe to West Africa. While the birds from Alaska travel west through Asia and the Middle East and then down into East Africa. An amazing journey of nearly 9,000 miles. It's Anantha, Anantha, the northern wheat ear. Today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. Thanks again for being here with us on Talking Birds. Talkingbirds.com is our website, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook um, at Talking Birds. And now we can say it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. Here at 
Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. I'm Yvonne Birch Hartley, and I'm calling from Glendale, California. I listen to several birding podcasts, but my favorite by far is Talking Birds. I like being an ambassador because it's a perfect opportunity for me to share my enthusiasm by bird of, word of bird of mouth. <laughs> Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, talkingbirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at talkingbirds.com. And thanks. Talking Birds is made possible in part by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, a world leader in the study, appreciation, and conservation of birds. Please check them out at birds.cornell.edu. You are eligible to win on our mystery bird contest as long as you haven't won here within the past six months, and it's pretty easy to do. Just call us up at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. And remember, you don't necessarily have to get the right answer because if nobody does get the right answer, we'll have a drawing to determine the winner. So take your guess or tell us what it is. 781-837-4900 is the number. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. Our mystery bird is the largest member of its family, close to two feet in length, and with a wing spread of three and a half to four feet. It's bluish-gray on the head, back, and upper wings, with a dark cap and cheek patch, and a white eyebrow stripe. Our bird feeds on squirrels and ground-dwelling birds that it snatches from above, attacking through dense cover, and sometimes chasing its prey down on the ground. It breeds in northern Canada and winters over much of the northern and western U.S. What is it? Let us know and win that beautiful prize. It is a Droll Yankees window mount songbird feeder with the unique songbird and blueberries design and a clear view of the birds right at your window. And our bonus prize, another big bag of bird-friendly, delicious, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, we're going to check in with Mike O'Connor. And uh, see that rodent thing he's talking about here. And uh, why you want to know about it. That's on Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Now a word from our friends at Birdwatching Magazine. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Whether you enjoy birds in your backyard or far afield, you'll find information in every issue to help you find, track, identify, and understand birds. Regular contributors include Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and other birding experts. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Maria Inez Phillips talks about not recycling. I've got too many newspapers and magazines and catalogs in there with plastic containers and bottles and cans. Your trash can is full of recyclables? No, it's full of trash. You say trash, Maria. I say rubbish. Whatever it is, I'm not going through it. I just don't get it. Some things are very obvious, Maria. Learn the difference between trash and recycling and more. I put out way too much trash to think about recycling. Visit yougottobekidding.org today. Well, a few years, a few, not a few years, but a few days ago, we had the pleasure of visiting Mr. Mike O'Connor at the Birdwatchers General Store, right in person there on Cape Cod, and now he's here with us on the phone because I believe he prefers it that way. 
But, okay. uh, <laughs> That's right. Thanks I for like the to tour, keep Mike. Distance from everybody else. Yeah, we had a nice. We we also created a little video while we're down there, and we're going to post that on our Facebook page uh, sometime soon. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Am I in it? You are. There's going to be oh. a lot of editing involved. So. <laughs> Plays me, didn't <laughs> Brad Pitt again? I'm getting tired. Yeah, of him. I know. We're going to get somebody new. I, DiCaprio might be free. Okay. We'll check with <laughs> yeah, get him. All right, uh, Mike. We have another little uh, a little theme music here this morning for you. Been the two of us need look no more. You know that music, Mike? We oh my God! Man, <laughs> Willard's pet rat in the movie Willard. Yeah, Michael Jackson. That is the most beautiful song about a rat you could ever imagine. I know, and, and it's amazing because there's a whole, a whole plethora of rat ballads, and that's probably the best one. There's a lot of them, yeah. So the competition <laughs> is pretty, pretty stiff on that. But anyway, not the most pleasant topic, I guess, but an important one. People want to know about maybe rats coming around and how, how you can get. Yeah, I got a few customers last summer. A few people complained, and this summer I got a several people complaining. Now you're a silly city dwellers, so you're used to rats running around, but here in the burbs, you know, we're not used to that. And a lot of people are uh, having rats at their feeders and uh, looking for advice and, and things like that. And, you know, and, and clearly, I think Birdseed draws rats, but there's a whole bunch of other things that people, that rats are attracted to. A lot of people have chicken coops, you know, mm. they're trying to be a little bit more self-sufficient and yeah. they're drawing rats. Gardens, people blame the chipmunks and the squirrels when the tomatoes are chewed, but rats come out at night and looking for water and they eat those things too. Mm. And compost piles, all those things that add up to uh, perhaps in certain areas a, a little kind of a boost in the rat population. Mm. But in terms of the, your bird feeders, um, you know, I can't control everything, but in, bird, in terms of bird feeders, I would, um, if I had a rat in my yard, I would take my feeders in um, for for a good period because if without the food, they're just going to move on. Yeah. And then when I reintroduce the feeders, I would try to keep the food off the ground. I would use uh, trays on my feeders so the food doesn't hit the ground. If they're on poles, I would put baffles so the rats can't mm-hmm. climb the poles, which I can just like a squirrel. And I also use uh, sunflower seeds without the shells. You know, I, I, I say this pr- pretty much every week, but if you use a mixture, you know, the uh, that awful songbird mixture, that's mm. just a uh, smorgasbord uh, for rats. Yeah. Because it's all, oh, whoa, look at that. Oh, um, because they drop a lot of food and on the ground, and that's what the rats pick up. So I would use sunflower seeds without the shells, yeah. try to keep as much of that off the ground as possible, and use them in, in, in more trays. And then, that's, that's what's going on there. All right. Mike, thank you for that outstanding uh, advice. And remember, it's always nice when you've got a friend. <laughs> and like Mike. See you next week, Mike. Okay, you got it. <laughs> if we continue to consume our natural resources at the rate we do now, by 2050, it could take three Earths to meet our needs. The Earth can't speak up when it needs help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. Back here at the Mystery Bird Contest, we don't have uh, much time left here, so we'll try to get to our callers right away. 781-837-4900 is the number. Our Mystery Bird is a large member, the largest member of its family, close to two feet in length and with a wing spread of three and a half to four feet. Bluish gray on the head, back and upper wings with a dark cap and cheek patch and a white eyebrow stripe. Our bird feeds on squirrels and ground, that's ground-dwelling birds, which it snatches uh, from above. 
Okay, 781-837-4900 is the, uh, is the number here. And we have Judy in Brookline, Massachusetts. Good morning, Judy. Hey, good morning. Thanks for calling in uh, from beautiful Brookline, Judy, just outside the city of Boston and famous for wild turkeys walking down the main streets over there. Am I right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's quite a sight. Uh, the, the shoppers, uh, yeah, I don't know if that enhances <laughs> there the... There are lots of them. <laughs> Well, how about our mystery bird, uh, Judy? You heard the uh, description and the uh, and uh, and the sound. Well, I'm going with a northern goshawk. I and think you got it. <laughs> I don't know how they would. Uh, they probably wouldn't go after a wild turkey. That might be a little bit excessive uh, size prey for them. <laughs> it would be thrilling to see one here, is it? <laughs> yes, indeed, it would. I don't think we even have time to do our uh, bonus question, so what that means is that we're just going to automatically give you our bonus prize, if that's okay with you. Well, that's a thrill for me. <laughs> okay, we'll send you that uh, big bag of birds and beans, bird-friendly, shade-grown, delicious coffee. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. That does it for our show today. We have just uh, gotten ourselves plumb out of time. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our show. In case you missed it, um, Northern Goshawk was the identity of our mystery bird. Thanks to Mark Duffield, Debbie Bleacher, and our engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. I love Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com By Birds and Beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee. Birdsandbeans.com And by Chimani, visiting a national park, let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com